Welcome to Embrace the Spiritual Podcast. Join friends Michelle and Dawn as they share tips on how you too can open your heart, raise your vibration, and reclaim your sovereignty. Hear what they have experienced and overcome in their spiritual journeys while navigating this expansive spiritual multiverse. Discover how they transform their soul lessons from ordinary into extraordinary. Follow, subscribe, and share. Embrace the spiritual on all podcast streaming services, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Go to EmbraceTheSpiritual.com for additional content and a list of upcoming episodes. To book an aura regression or raw Reiki session, contact Dawn on her website, alchemy-sacredsound.com, and Michelle on her website at energeticembrace.com. All right, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed our last episode talking about Akashic readings and what the Akashic records are. This episode, we are going to talk about dreams. And dreams, obviously, it's a pretty big topic. There's lots of information about their dream interpretation out there, lots of different ways to interpret dreams. I think a lot of different dances on what kind of information is coming through dreams. And certainly in the last few years, what I come to understand what's happening in my dreams has changed. Back in 2019, I was honored to take a course. We actually went down to Santa Fe, New Mexico. Wonderful energy down there. Denise Lynn has a course called Gateway Dreaming practitioner. So it was a week-long course that we learned all these different tools. It's based on her book, The Hidden Power of Dreams. If you have a chance to check it out, fabulous. I've done lots of courses and seminars with Denise. She's a lovely, lovely lady. And this is a fabulous book. So it's not just about 10,000 dreams interpreted. There's books out there like that. It takes a different look at dreams to help understand where they might be coming from, we did a lot of guided meditations to walk through back into dreams. I was just telling Dawn that sometimes those really traumatic dreams, we don't want to go back into them necessarily, but very likely there's a different meaning to the dream than what we're seeing on the surface. So in the surface of the dream, a lot of times it could be very traumatic, but the underlying messages or even the players in the dream might be different than what you think. And so it was a really cool exposure to different ways, and I'll share them a little bit later on in the episode, different ways to help you recall your dreams or, you know, when tension's going to bed at night, because lots of people say, I don't remember my dreams. Everybody dreams. So there's different techniques that I'll share with you from Denise's work that helped me years ago start to look at my dreams differently. And dreams are so, my goodness, like I've had nights where literally my dreams were on fast forward, but the conversations were like slow. So I'm like, I don't know, what is this trying to tell me? But Let's go with it because I sometimes I feel like my life is on fast forward and my dreams obviously are processing whatever they need to to get me where I need to go in that moment in time and space. I have a lot of dreams where I know I'm deconstructing the matrix, especially literally I was ripping apart this house and I was uncovering these 15 to 20 foot gray aliens. I mean, it was so weird and I had superpowers, but it felt so real that when I woke up, I'm like, I knew I had physically been 
in that dream doing this stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if I had some dust on me from all the ripping down I did. So dreams can feel so real, so like you're living it in that moment in time and space. But we could be, you know, reliving past events, future events. And we all know that this is a matrix. And I know that we are slowly taking it apart so that we can see the truth of behind what all is happening. For sure. There's really unlimited potential of what your dreams are actually sharing with you. I know traditionally in from a psychology perspective, yes, we work out things in our dreams. I used to have dreams like that, thought, all right, I'm just thinking about what I wish my life might be at work, let's say. And and that's just what I th- thought it was. I'd have very active dreams and myself in different scenarios. And it wasn't until I think earlier this year that the awareness came to me that I was, oh, interestingly enough, it was when I had my Akashic reading with Aurora, who Dawn and I both got certified for our aura hypnosis technique. In that Akashic reading, I'd asked the question about my dreams because those dreams that I used to think were just, you know, wishful thinking, oh, I want my life to be different. In the last year, I've started having dreams of myself in multiple different scenarios. I could have been a different person. I always knew it was me, but I might have looked different. My family was different. I might have been a different part of the world, a different time. And what I learned was that is myself in parallel timelines, basically parallel dimensions. So there's aspects and essences of myself living different timelines. And the reason why is That gives my soul that opportunity, like we talked about Akashic Records of all your soul's information. We used to think that it was just based on past life, a linear, we went from this life to this life to this life. But if you think like a multi-lane highway, we've got multiple timelines that we could be living concurrently right now. And I finally figured out that that's actually what I was having dreams of. I was actually in dream time going to these different lives that I'm living because our soul is still trying to learn lessons. So it's almost like instead of just learning one lesson in this life, and then your soul leaves the physical body, finds a new life, learns a new lesson. That's how we used to traditionally think it happened. But it actually, those soul lessons could be happening all at the same time. So I could have an aspect of myself living in Africa, learning some lesson and be a different lesson than what I'm learning in this lifetime. I'm traveling to those other lives and I'm helping them process lessons. So that's what I've learned about me in particular of doing that. And I thought, wow, how amazing is that, that I'm seeing myself in all of these different lives that are happening right now and I'm helping them. And really, they're helping me by extension, right? Because it's an open two-way street. That's beautiful. And I've always suffered from lack of sleep. So now that I finally have figured out how to sleep, I've been dreaming so much. I'm trying to get that sweet spot of remembering my dreams when I wake up. But sometimes they're so intense when I wake up. I'm like, oh my God, did I actually just do that yesterday? (laughs) Or is that going to happen in the future? And I'm just peering into timelines because they're so realistic. And like the one dream that I hinted at, I was had to take a trip to go see a property. And I was at the property. And you know how it energetically, it, it looks different, but you feel that 
it's supposed to be the how it is. And I was looking at it in the, they're, they're telling me to say etheric sense. And my girl dog was with me and I opened the back door and I saw this village. And I thought to myself, where the heck did this come from? <laughs> because I, you know, in my dream, I'm thinking back, like we drove up the street, like we, it's a private driveway. There was nothing there, but open this back door. It looked like a Thomas Kincaid painting with those old kind of like thatchy roofs and stuff, but it also had like that caravan feel. And there were little kids like everywhere, like looking at me in these houses. And I realized, oh my goodness, there are fairies on this property. So when I went to visit this property and I ended up moving a crystal near a tree, that fairy wanted to let me know, hey, I'm here. We see you. We saw you in your dream. We see you now, but we're not going to talk to you because there's somebody who probably doesn't believe in us. Our real estate agent has been really cool and and very open, which is hard to find with somebody you just meet within two seconds. But she's like, yeah, I could see that. Especially when we're both looking at this tree and this tree is obviously, it's not raining. There is no wind and it's making noise and the leaves are fluttering. And we're both kind of like, what's going on? Looking up at it. And, um, and I said, you know, I had this dream. I'm like, I think it's the fairies trying to tell me that, hey, we're here. Pay attention to us. So... A lot of times it's interesting how we're able to step into that future moment in a dream and look at it from a totally different perspective than this 3D reality that we're being shown. So pay attention to those dreams, feel in your heart what it's trying to tell you because sometimes your mind is going to sabotage you. Just feel it out. It's more of a feeling. And the more you get in touch with how energy works, the quicker you're going to be able to recognize what that feeling is. You can look at a situation, look at someone, sense something, and you know that it's correct. For sure. And I want to jump back to Dawn when you said, you know, you weren't sleeping well. And so then a lot of times dreaming is more elusive, so to speak. And I just want to add some, maybe some helpful hints as far as, okay, what if I'm one of these people that either my mind's always racing and I have a hard time going to sleep? Doesn't mean you don't dream. We all dream. But then how do you access and unlock it? Well, I want to go back to well, what's your attitudes around how you dream or lack thereof? Go back to conscious languaging. I mean, it's full circle. Conscious languaging just filters through everything that the attitudes that we have towards dreaming could be the very thing that's blocking you from remembering and recalling those dreams. So, you know, maybe you don't feel like dreams are important, right? Really, dreams are a way for our higher self and other aspects of ourself to connect or people that have passed on. Maybe some people don't want to unlock what's in their subconscious. That could be a scary thing, right? We don't know what we don't know. And people are a little nervous about having that come up. Or maybe you feel, maybe your attitude towards dreaming is, well, if I dream, I'm not going to get a good sleep and then I'm going to have a bad day tomorrow. And that's not necessarily, that doesn't have to come true for you. Maybe you have nightmares. I'll give you an example in a minute of a recurring dream. So nightmares and recurring dreams, because a lot of times our recurring dreams are coming back because we're not getting the message, right? So really pay attention to those recurring dreams. Or maybe you're worried about opening yourself up to who knows what forces. So if you haven't already listened to it or need a refresher, go back to our boundaries grounding 
and shielding episode because you do want to make sure that you are shielded and grounded before you go to sleep. So that's very important so that you are protected when you are dreaming. Some people, I just don't have the time to remember my dreams. Because as Don said, and I know I'm the same way, my dreams are very vivid. I am a very vivid dreamer. I have so much detail that it's daunting to write down my dream in the morning. And I still struggle with that. I'm not very good. So maybe <laughs> do as I say, not as I do, as far as recording your dreams. But when I have recorded them, it's really powerful to go back and look. Sometimes we can see how far we've come. Or, hey, I dreamt that and it comes true. I fully believe that some of my deja vu has been dreams. And had I been documenting those dreams decades ago, I probably would have been able to go back and oh my gosh, I remember dreaming that and now look at it, it's come true. So you never know what kind of information could be in there, but really just check in with kind of your attitude towards dreaming so that you can start shifting that and start giving yourself more of those positive conscious languaging statements. If you have to write it down to make sure that it's kind of an active tense and make sure that it's clear about what your intent for dream recall is. And that'll really help promote like maybe saying, I enjoy dreaming and I remember my dreams easily. Dreaming allows me to be more creative and I allow I love recalling my dreams. I don't judge my dreams because that's one thing. Sometimes we get a little judgy on ourselves and we judge the dreams that we're having. It's not for us to judge. It's just information that's being shared. So think of it as that almost like that inner child. It's that opportunity to speak and it's okay. Don't be gentle with yourself. It's not about judging at all. And definitely a dream journal, even if you have to record it on your phone I mean, ideally, putting pen to paper, that physical act of writing them down really helps the recall. But I know that that is time consuming. A lot of times I used to be one of those people working that I literally would get up at the last possible second, get ready for work, drive to work. So it wasn't really conducive. So you might have to add some extra time in. And I'm saying this usually comes up because it's a reminder for myself just as much as it is a message for the collective, that dream journaling will help us unlock those messages that we could be missing otherwise. So true. I've had insomnia, so I am finally being able to dream and sleep, which is yay, amazing. It feels so good. And you know what helps me is Aurora's meditations. I do the healing water one, and when she goes into the, imagine the water running through your body, I'm usually out by then. And if I wake up and it stopped, I'm like, yeah, I fell asleep. So that one really helps me. I feel shift the energy as I'm going into dreaming. And if you are, is it the 444 that you get on Patreon, Patreon that you get her guided meditations for free? Yes, is that the, that the one? Right. So you're able to download that and listen to them as you go to sleep. And I do really enjoy that one. Um, I know you're not supposed to use technology, but it just, for me, I need a, a time stamp because time sometimes goes really slow or goes really fast when I hit that dream to not dream spot. So it just like a time. And then when my husband gets up and leaves the bedroom, I'm like, oh, okay, he's gone. I know like what time, because sometimes I wake up and it feels like it's six o'clock in the morning and I'll look at the clock and it'll be two o'clock in the morning because I've been sleeping in that Delta healing asleep and you're all discombobulated. I mean, sometimes I get out of bed and I'm so like, I can see the world is not the world that 
I can't walk almost, but I got to use that bathroom and I'm going to make it. So I really feel that now that I've overcome that sleeplessness, that has really helped me make it even better and upped my game. And I am like you, I do not journal, but I have a really good dream recollection memory. My guides want me to remember, I will remember. (laughs) And that's really powerful, right? Is to bring in and ask our higher self, the angels to help us remember. That's certainly very powerful because they can't overstep our free will. They need to be asked for help. There's a couple practical techniques that I want to share that might help some people if they have trouble dreaming. I personally haven't used them because I don't have a problem recalling. I can have two or three dreams a night and I pretty much recall them all the time. So I would love for you to try these. Share your, we'd love to hear how they work for you. If you want to go to our Embrace the Spiritual website and let us know on our contact us form if any of these work. But there's a water technique that Denise Lynn has in her book. So if you fill up a glass of water and drink half of it before going to bed. And as you drink the water, create the affirmation to yourself saying, tonight, I remember my dreams. I'll repeat that. Tonight, I remember my dreams. Do you see the conscious languaging, active conscious languaging in that statement? And when you wake in the morning, if you haven't recalled your dream, drink the rest of the water saying to yourself, my dreams are recalled now and throughout the day. My dreams are recalled now and throughout the day. And sometimes drinking that second half a glass of water in the morning can actually stimulate that dream recall. And yeah, you might get tidbits during the day. And if you don't recall, don't think that the exercise has failed. Maybe there's something that you didn't need to remember out of that dream. I don't know. It's practice. You got to practice these things over and over. Another one involving water for the third eye is if you have a bowl of water next to your bed, right before you go to sleep, Dip two fingers in the water and then lightly touch your throat. Then rub these two fingers on your forehead in the area of your third eye. So between kind of between your eyes and middle of your forehead. And as you rub that third eye area, affirm again that tonight I will remember my dreams. And the next morning, touch areas with water. And a lot of times that'll stimulate recall. So she's had in her research of doing the dream certification, she's had countless people have this work for. So I can speak to the people that I met that it works for. And that's what I wanted to share because a lot of times we can talk about how we're doing it, but we need these practical little tools to help give you that kickstart. As you were saying that, I was thinking the essential oils that could help you dream, which I know will help in meditation, but why couldn't you use them for dreaming as well, are helichrysanthemum and sandalwood. I always put it on outside of my nose and then on my third eye. So you can inhale it while you're sleeping and it does work. I've had some pretty intense meditations. I haven't used it for dreaming because I figured if I'm meant to have a message, it will come through. And if I'm not, it won't. Yeah, for sure. I like that you brought up essential oils because lots of people have such profound experiences with essential oils. So why not use them for dream recall? Absolutely. 
as you were talking, it came to me as well. Another technique is, and I've done this with my husband, is sometimes I'll get up in the morning and I'll just recall my dream to somebody else. So that helps anchor it in, especially those dreams like right as you're waking up and oh my gosh, I have to share this. So if you share it right away, that a lot of times helps. And even if you kind of shift positions, it might help you know, roll over in bed, it might help trigger something for remembering your dreams. You could even visualize yourself in the morning as if you're back the night before, like go back in time. Imagine back that as you were going to sleep that you're able to remember your dream or you imagine it, you could doodle, call it. like there's endless things that you could do to help recall your dreams. Definitely write it down. If, you, if you're writing down, you know, you want to grab your journal right away. You don't want to get up and go pee and then grab, you know, maybe look at your phone. You want to do some, some of these right away. And it's okay if it's only flashes that come up. Maybe you just need the little images. You don't need the entire story like you're writing a chapter in a book. That's why it's so important not to judge what you get or don't get as part of this exercise. It's all practice and you will begin to remember. Maybe you need to meditate more to start getting the stuff out of your brain before bedtime. Like Dawn said, listening to a guided meditation helps, especially a guided meditation helps keep that ego brain active and engaged somewhat because it's listening to something. And then that allows you to drop down into that theta and delta brainwave so that you can actually get to that deep sleep. And since we're talking about metaphysical things, I decided to do a quick search and what is suggested for dreaming and sleep going through this list. I'm like, oh, I have this. I'm going to give you 17 crystals that will help you dream and sleep. Love it. I was just looking at list of crystals too. So look at that. We're already on the same wavelength. I know I have amethyst and I love amethyst. If you have ever done any violent flame reading, love the St. Germain energy. It's beautiful. Amethyst has spoken to me. Have it next to my bed. I would love a lot more coming into my life. So we've got amethyst. We have also agate, which is said to increase psychic abilities. And who doesn't want to be more psychic when they are sleeping? And then Angelite, which is the stone of awareness. It is always good to be aware <laughs> during sleep time. A lot of times I have a dreams where something is trying to infringe upon me. And in those dreams, I call my dragons and sometimes they show their forms as cats. So there was this one dream I was having and I was feeling super infringed upon. And I'm like, where are you dragons? And all these black cats, I opened the window and they just poured through. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And even my daughter has said that she's had dreams where she felt that she was, you know, it wasn't a good situation and cats arrived. So no, in those moments in time when you have like animals enter in a crucial point, those are your dragons. Celestine, associated with divinity and spirituality, and of course, celestial beings, clear quartz. I've never heard of dream quartz, so sometimes I think they do give a spin off, but there are so many quartz out there. I've never heard of etched quartz until Michelle went to that one show up in Canada. Yeah. Uh, Lapis lazuli connects you to your higher self, and when we are dreaming, we definitely need to be connected. And Moldavite, I do sleep with mine next to my bed. And this is a powerful stone. And I just want to do as a warning, if you are not a clear vessel, you're going to have a hard time with Moldavite. I've known so many spiritual people who say, 
do not buy it. They're wrong. They need to work on getting those hidden entities and creatures that are hiding in them out. And they're not protecting themselves like they should be. If you're buying Moldavite and you're having that problem, please reach out and have a session. Moonstone is another beautiful one. And it's connected to the moon. So that's always good. I always had such a hard time sleeping when there's full moons. I either get like insomnia for three days, the pre-full moon, the full moon, and then the post-full moon. But lately I've been, didn't even know there was a, I mean, I knew because I saw it in the sky, but I slept through it. I want to jump in and add something about Moonstone too, is that Moonstone is also believed to enhance the physical and emotional balance for women when they're on their menstrual cycle because it is connected to the moon. So sleep with that moonstone nearby. You can dedicate all these crystals that Dawn is sharing and she doesn't grab a couple that I had on my list. I'll jump in as well, but you can dedicate your crystal to dream time. Give it crystals love to have a job too, right? I want to help you with your dreams. So I just wanted to jump in and add that about Moonstone. Thank you. The next one on the list is Rhodonite, which is great if you want a calm mind and help yourself relax all day long. But if you want to super relax at nighttime, that's one for you. And of course, who doesn't love rose quartz? I have a huge chunk of it. Because I, when I go to, uh, oh, it's funny, I'm reading this. Anyone who suffers from chronic pain or insomnia, yes. But I've had my quartz crystal, this, my rose quartz for a long time, so... Now finally tapping into that sleep energy, but also that love energy. And you know, that's what the bedroom is for. Lots of love. If you are in a loving relationship with somebody else, and I have a ton of this in my house, selenite, it's everywhere. I think almost every room in our house and our studio, which is not is connected to the house, has selenite. And it's such a beautiful, pure, etheric, loving energy. I just love it. And that is my list. I will echo that. I have selenite everywhere. I've got it on top of every door. So it gives everyone a little scrub brush as they walk through the house. I have round selenite uh, pieces that I put my feet on when I'm channeling. Selenite is amazing because it helps you understand your own personal truth. It's connected to your crown chakra. So it's really good for developing your intuition your telepathic powers through your dreams. So that's kind of a new concept that, hey, we can, when we're in our dream state, we're in our astral body. So we're capable of anything and everything. So why not have it help our psychic gifts? And yeah, use it for your dream recall as well. Have some beside your bed. You mentioned our in our pre-talk about a hard landing in astral travel. Can you go into that? <laughs> oh yeah, I've had a few of those. So not sure if anyone's had this sensation. I'm sure I'm not the only one. But I remember, I don't know if it was within this course that I had learned this, but when you astral travel at night, that just means your energy body is leaving your physical and it's going, it's traveling. It's, it's going anywhere and everywhere. But know that you are protected. There's a silver energy cord that keeps your astral body connected to your physical body so that you can come back. Uh, one of the things that like I know when I'm astral traveling because I feel like I'm flying. But interestingly enough, because I've got that cord connecting me to my astral body, I remember flying through power lines, but I can never fly through the power line. I went between the spaces because I've still got this cord, right? This cord's 
keeping me connected. But I tell you, so what Dawn's talking about is, you know, when you're just maybe kind of waking up and you like, all of a sudden your body like spreads out on the bed and you kind of like, oh my God, it feels like you've dropped from somewhere. I call that a bad landing from astral travel. <laughs> so you have it come in as gracefully back to your body. And sometimes that happens because maybe something's woken you up and it's brought you back into your physical body really quick. So sometimes if you have that, like you have this like random body jerk in bed, you've likely been astral traveling and that's just what a bad landing is. That's what I call it. So I was telling Dawn a story about that. I've had that happen several times and you're just like, oh, okay, I'm back. Okay, now I can go traveling again. <laughs> yes, those are not fun. I've had them happen quite a few times. And sometimes you're like, whoa, that was intense. Especially if you were having, like I've have, always have those dreams where you're being chased and then you wake up and you're like, wait, am I really awake? You know, kind of like, should I look behind me and realize, no, I'm in a bed, so I can't look behind me. <laughs> I'm actually glad you brought that up because I was, I had a note for myself to share a dream that I had actually shared as part of this gateway dream coaching certification that I got. We did an exercise where, you know, if you've had a recurring dream, that's, you know, kind of a nightmare, but I always had a dream that I was running from something. And I mean, I would be physically, you know, taking rapid breaths. I could feel it in my physical body. So yes, I lucid dream as well because I feel it all. And I'd be like darting into buildings, trying to get away from whatever was chasing me. And I would continually have these dreams. I couldn't figure out what the heck these things meant. As part of the exercise, we do these guided meditations to go back into these dreams. And you actually want to put yourself back into dream. You know, you're safe and protected. There's things that we do to make sure that. But in that dream, I remember like running and I finally got into a vehicle and I was able to slam the door closed, lock the door. So, okay, I feel like I'm safe. And then I thought, okay, wait, we're supposed to be doing this dream where, you know, either you're confronting or trying to figure out what it is chasing. And so you kind of allow, I allowed this being into the vehicle with me, knowing that I was safe and I unmasked it and it was myself. So I, so it totally dispelled. I never had a dream about running and being chased again because I'd finally uncovered the fact that there was something that I was running away from myself on. So it could be, you know, maybe you're not admitting to yourself what you really want. And so you're running from that. It could be a whole myriad of reasons why you'd have to look at your own life to figure out what's going on. But it's like, after I saw that, I thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was so scared. And it was myself. And so I know there's psychologists out there that would have their own take of what that was, but really that's what it was. I had to interpret and feel in to what that meant for me. And that's the key when you're doing dreams. And that's why I caution sometimes about these dream interpretation websites or books, because we're all different. We talked about that in the cash records. Our souls are all unique and we have different experiences. So what a certain dream might mean to me could be, Dawn could have the same dream. It can mean something something slightly different because of what she's experiencing in her life. So just check in intuitively on those dreams to say, what could this mean? Is there something that I'm not facing, right? Maybe I'm not facing a truth about something, so I'm running away from it, 
right? I'm dodging every little corner that I can get around. So really, really watch that. Don't judge them. Just be an observer. We've talked about that in the past. Be an observer of the situation that will help you understand your dreams. Yes. And then sometimes you literally have dreams that are pretty on point where we have an apartment, we've been getting it ready to show. And in this dream, my husband and I are standing in the apartment and we're talking about avoiding showing it to people who don't have good intentions or who are sexual predators. And so we had listed the apartment and I ended up taking down because the people I was getting, I was just not feeling they were saying that they were one thing. And then like I had a realtor contact me who gave me this spiel of, okay, well, I'm going to show it to this couple and they're going to pay the fee. And I thought, okay, but we're just looking at it. And instead she was actually the one who was looking at it with her spouse, which I thought this is really odd. And then I just had like somebody else who wanted me to FaceTime with them. And I thought, I don't know you. Why would I give you my personal number to FaceTime with me? And I just felt after those interactions that my husband needed to show the property. So I think originally the dream was saying it's on him, not you, because when you bring in that divine masculine energy, people know that this is a protected sacred space and we've been getting better people looking at it. Not the game playing, not the, oh, let's FaceTime. Sometimes it just your dream is just take it as it is and hand it over to somebody else because it's not your job. So, yeah, sometimes they can be very literal and it is actually your higher self giving you a message to do this or not do this. And and that's part of that lucid dreaming that I was mentioning earlier that you know, you're kind of aware in those dreams that you're dreaming, but you're experiencing everything. It's just as if you're walking in your house, like it's that real. And when you start experiencing those lucid dreaming uh, moments, the truth of who you really are and your personal reality expands. Like you, your limitations start coming away because if you can start getting into that lucid, lucid dreaming, you're able to change. Everything's malleable. You can change the outcome of a dream. That uh, dream that I was talking about running. I changed the dream so that I allowed the person in and I just did it through guided meditation to replay the dream to figure out what was going on, but I changed it. So if you are in that opportunity of lucid dreaming and you can change them, okay, I'm not going to run anymore. I'm going to stop, turn around and face the person. It's really, really powerful when you allow that to not be scary because they are just messages. That's the way our higher self and others are trying to get messages to us. So no different than Don and I sitting here talking maybe giving advice to each other or observing the situation saying, okay, here's what I'm observing. Just do that with your dreams. That's all it takes. Yes. And it can be a beautiful gift of give and take because once you step into understanding and realizing that your dreams are just messages from other realms, from your higher self, you get that flow of information and you'll be taking your spiritual growth to another level. So dream the biggest dream that you can. Absolutely. One of the things that I want to just interject there too is that we were just talking about Akashic Records in our previous episode. And if you are having blocks around your dreams, maybe an Akashic reading is a great way to find out if there are actual blocks to your dreams. So I just wanted to add that. And then I want to share an experience that I know I have, and I think many people experience having loved ones 
or pets that have passed that come into your dreams. And the reason why they do is, as they say, the veil is very thin. So when you go into that delta brainwave, that really deep sleep, you are open energetically. So that's why you want to shield and ground yourself before you dream is you are open to those messages. So some people can channel people that have passed in their waking time. And sometimes it takes being in dream time for people that have passed to come through. So I've had grandparents come through and it might just be something where I just see them in the dream. They don't say anything and just know that Anytime you experience a loved loved one or a beloved pet that we've lost, that is actually them there. So you're not going crazy or anything like that. Don't let anyone tell you that. You're actually dreaming that. One of my beautiful friends that I worked with, Glenn, who sadly passed away from ALS, he he was always, I think I've talked about this in previous episodes, he would always tease us about all the spiritual stuff we did. And of course, as he got closer to the end of his life, he realized how much he was becoming aware that it actually exists. So it's no question that after he passed, like, and this doesn't normally happen, but like the next day I had a dream and he was in my dream. So he used that moment to come through. Sometimes I'll see him in a dream where he's fully walking, like before he got sick, or sometimes he'll just be in the wheelchair or like different stages of his illness that he ended up passing away from. And sometimes it would be messages. Hey, can you tell somebody I'm thinking of them or whatever? So I cherish, like I am extremely honored when they want to come in and share those messages or just be there. Like how fun is that, that we get to experience? So when you have that happen, just it's a hug of love from the other side and cherish it. And it was so cute. I didn't even share this with Dawn just the other day. I think it was right like early morning as I was just kind of starting to come out of a dream and my little puppy that passed away in June, who is my little sidekick, I literally heard him bark. And it was the same little bark that he would do when it's like, mom, pick me up because he was just little. So he had to either go upstairs to climb onto the bed or something. But it was like this roof. And it was very distinct. And I knew it was him. I felt him walking on my bed. Even when my parents' dog Duchess passed away, I felt her. I could literally feel the depressions in the bed as the dog was walking on the bed. I just, you know, it's going to bring tears to my eyes just thinking about it because I'm honored that these loved ones take the opportunity to come through to me at those moments. So I really wanted to share that because I'm sure, you know, sometimes dreams aren't just about figuring out things and sometimes they are just gifts of love. Join us next episode as we talk about spiritual signs so you know what to be on the lookout for. Follow, subscribe, and share. Embrace the spiritual on all podcast streaming services, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Go to embracespiritual.com for additional content and a list of upcoming episodes. To book an aura regression or raw Reiki session, contact Dawn on her website, alchemy-sacredsound.com, and Michelle on her website at energeticembrace.com. Infinite love and gratitude. Thank you for joining us.